0: about going head-to-head with Hermes, which is really the only other scarf purveyor in the world that you can think of. Would you pick your first business on your own to go head-to-head with them? Well Sarah did and when you hear her story you're pretty convinced that she's gonna be right up there neck and neck with them. Thanks for listening to Sarah Summers of Shop to Seda. How is business? It's good, thank you. Yeah,
1: everything's good. This year, 2023 has been a big expansion year for the business. Okay. So we're just trying to ride that wave and take advantage of all of the opportunities that are coming our way.
0: Okay, well, not many people can brag about taking advantage of all the opportunities. So I know (laughs) wholesale was on your list. Has that played out in the way you wanted?
1: Yeah, I would say it's in process. I mean, it's like anything, um, well, you know the background on the brand we're obviously selling direct to consumer as well which is very straightforward wholesale is a b2b sales process which you're very familiar with obviously so that takes a longer longer sales w- cycle. a longer sales cycle so we're planting you know we've been planting those seeds and we've been making headway but i think we'll be reaping you know more of our the the rewards of our efforts probably going into 2024 um, but we're we're getting there and i think for us it's not just about Um, having lots of partners uh, around the nation indiscriminately, but instead because of the nature of our product and the nature of our brand, really finding like-minded brands, like-minded retailers, where we fit into the story and the curation that they're sharing with Their clients, like we want to make sure that we're in the right neighborhoods.
0: If that makes sense, yeah, no, it makes total sense. It's funny, we just visited with someone who was so long on retail. Which, if you look at all the trends, you know, you wouldn't say that was a great investment yet. Mm -hmm. She's definitely proving the model long, and you're somebody doing the same. Um, what do you think is the differentiator in your retail business, your retail presence, not your B2C, just the the footprint you have in Lake Forest, the footprint we have? So
1: I believe that it's really about, and I'd be so interested in what your other guests said too. But I think it's really about the atmosphere and the energy that you create um, for the client when they step in the door, and just taking that pause and taking that moment to have a connection, to really share your brand story, and then in the process learn about them, and you know what pulled them into your store, or what even pulled them to Lake Forest that day. Um, I mean, this is something that I find very interesting I think of you know all of these north shore communities as these like you know small you know beautiful but amazing and amazing but small town communities and even in lake forest and the little downtown every day we're getting guests from around the country and around the world so hmm. it is amazing how when you make that personal connection and you really start to learn the stories of the people that are crossing your threshold. Um, It really helps you to think about what are you projecting in, you know, within your four walls and what can you do to draw more and more of these, like, really diverse, dynamic people, you know, across the threshold and, and into the store environment.
0: You know, so I think the fact that you have these collaborations with artists is good because you have someone else helping tell your story and um scarfs and accessories are a limited purchase category yes so yes. how do you combat that you know say you know i buy this and maybe i buy another one for the season i probably don't buy 20 like i buy shoes so how do you combat that it's not an intuitive thing to go into a a scarf art store so, yeah, <laughs> i love how you called it a scarf art store
1: because I do think that curiosity is something that brings a lot of people into the store, especially for those um, of your listeners that may have visited. It's really set up in a very gallery-like manner. So I think people sometimes come in and they're like, what is this? Is this a gallery? Is this a store? And then we explain that connection between us commissioning artists from around the world to create original artwork for us that we then use to make the scarf designs. And then everybody kind of has this like aha moment or this little click, which I think kicks off for a lot of people that moment of curiosity where they want to learn more. But your question was, how do you get people to come back again and yep. again as your our clients? Just like with anything, and this is you know something that we're always juggling as a business, is we need newness. Hmm. We need newness. We're always working on our next collaboration and so we do have this very um you know loyal client base that does get excited and wait for you know the new releases as they come out and as opposed to um more like the more traditional fashion cycle that you might see in a ready wear to brand ready to wear brand or in other accessories brands we're not releasing like our spring collection and then the fall collection instead we're just constantly releasing new scarves we're Trying to get into a rhythm of having like regular releases on a monthly basis across mm-hmm. our different size ranges, so that brings that newness. We're not then season, you know, seasonally based, yeah. um, and since everything's run in limited edition quantities, I think that that also helps the customer to, you know, make that decision: Am I going to grab this now, or am I going
0: to wait and see if it's still here, you know, in okay. a little while? So, I, you know, one of the things that um, I talk to people a lot is like how do you how are you building your business for the future mm-hmm. so if you know to say it is just hits all your goals in the next three years what does that look like
1: <laughs> well the thing that's um, I think a it's a very di- it makes our business very dynamic it's also part of the challenge but part of the opportunity in the same way is that we're focusing even at this early stage on developing multiple revenue streams all at the same time so I of course would love to, your opinion on this. It's a very challenging thing to do, especially when you're um, when you're a small lean and mean team, but it started to kind of the business started to naturally, kind of organically evolve this way from the beginning. Um, I was saying earlier, I didn't know that so early on in our business's development we would have a retail, retail storefront. That was always yeah. something that I aspired to, but I really thought that we would be D2C, you know, direct to consumer first online. I thought we were going to be an e-commerce-led business. Um, I came from a finance and a technology investing background. I was really interested in everything that was happening in the D2C world Mm -hmm. and tracking brands that had grown up as direct-to-consumer first and looking at how they established their business models and that's what I was looking to initially emulate with how I built DeSeda but as mentioned there was this opportunity to open a storefront in the town where i lived and you know was raising my family and i thought why not this is a great opportunity to connect with the community get out there and get that direct feedback loop so already on almost day i mean it was less than you know day whatever 360 we had the direct to consumer online which i had established first we had this storefront that i was trying to, you know, figure out how I was going to maximize that opportunity. I started traveling and participating in different trunk shows with different organizations and different retailers around the country. Then there was the wholesale piece, which also I had on the roadmap, but I didn't know it was going to come as quickly as it did. But we were very lucky early on to have a um, a great supporter in uh, the Art Institute of Chicago's museum shops. Mm. Um, I was connected to the woman who was running the museum shops at the time and she thought our our line would be a great fit for the museum, makes so much sense. And so they were our first wholesale partner. And then so that kicked off me thinking, oh my gosh, okay, this is a great fit. This is working well for us what other profiles of retailers would be good for us. And then another opportunity that presented itself, and this is something we've really leaned into this year, is doing custom scarves for different brands and different organizations. Um, And that is, uh, we had the opportunity to, to really initiate that process last year in 2022. And just organically on the heels of that activity have been approached by other organizations. Oh, and so we cool. have another half a dozen collaborations in the works right now. So it's 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 a lot of different revenue streams that, as you know, have different um, KPIs and metrics that you're looking yeah. at and all different goals and different sales cycles. And we're just trying to throw that all into a blender and make it work.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, so you know, I think,
0: um, all of what you said shows why you'll be successful. You have such a business brain, and I think a lot of people have, you know, just the creative brain or maybe just mm. the business brain. But having you have to have all the brains when you're in <laughs> or entrepreneurship. So I think you know the the no um, concentration. I think that's a a really strong play. You know, not just having retail or just having wholesale. Mm-hmm. I think in this channel multiple streams of revenue is just so important. Is the business profitable at this point?
1: It, it, well, yes, we achieved um, a break even level of profitability um, going into 2023, which we've maintained this year. For me, that was always a, a Strong personal goal, a very important personal goal, because I don't believe a business is a real business unless it's generating profits. Um, Although we could get into a big discussion about that, because you know the Amazons of the world, you know. No, I I would like to um,
0: (laughs) squelch that dream because none of us are Amazon. Right, we have to run businesses to have have ROI. We have to,
1: exactly, and that respect. I was very pleased, but um, it's a big tug of war for me as an entrepreneur because I have self-funded the business to this point and really bootstrapped it. And um, I came from the world of finance and also early stage technology investing, not consumer products or retail, but more um, software as a service uh, businesses. And there is something to be said for taking on capital from the right partners at the right terms with the right plan and vision in place and i'm really proud of how scrappy our team's been and what we've learned on and what we've delivered on what we have to work with but now that i have the experience that i have under my belt and now uh, in this space in yeah. particular and with building my own brand and now also seeing um that we do have a brand. I think there's a difference. It's a it's a small one. It's a growing one, but it is a brand. It's it's bigger than just the product in and yeah. of itself. Um, and I think there's a lot we could do to take the business to the next level. With um, so with whether you funded
0: it or you went out for money, money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you sometimes people have a pile of money and not enough opportunity, mm-hmm. but you started with. We have a lot of opportunity, we got to run it down. So, mm-hmm. would more capital allow you to deploy on some of these opportunities?
1: I believe it would. I think one of the things that's slowing us down a little bit right now is just our opportunity to create breadth and depth of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, like I said, I think we've proven, we've done a nice job proving out the model for where we're at. Um, I know you're really familiar with the brand, but right now we are. You know all of our products are silk scarves and they're of various size categories but we've kept it a really lean mean collection and we've stayed in this niche on niche you know yeah. like silk scarves within you know a much broader you know women's accessories category or group of categories that we could explore i think it's you know it's taken a lot of discipline to stay where we're at but um it's been it's been really good because we've proven out the model but now when i look at where would i deploy capital i would love to have more capital to develop more pro- our product is not inexpensive to make everything is printed in italy we use only premium grade silks all of our scarves are finished um, with a hand rolling technique which means an individual seamstress like and sews so the edges of all of the scarves, which is a 45-minute process per scarf. So these are all things that They're costly. Add, they're costly. And so, um, and I want to defend our, our quality level and our, our place in this, like, premium category. Uh, I think it's very hard to establish a business there. And um, now that we've got it in that, and we're in that premium bucket, I want to really defend it. But so if I want to bring more depth of product, I have to have money to invest in that product. We also are paying these artists around the world mm-hmm. to, to share their creativity with us and to be our partners in developing the product. They need to be compensated well for for what they're bringing to the brand um, and to our clients as well through the products that they help develop. So it's not an inexpensive thing. So I would love to do that, create more product and test and gauge um, um, engage the market's reaction. Um, and then, I mean, this is another tricky thing for any business, but you know the, the marketing engine is a beast and you could spend infinite yeah. amounts of money on marketing we have i mean a lot of our work marketing has been more word of mouth and through developing like i said this very loyal passionate client base and then you know of course the little bit that we do you know through social media etc but we don't have we have not spent a lot yet on paid marketing and advertising so that's another place where yeah. i would like to see what kind All of money. Yeah. yeah see what kind of ROI we could get if we got some really talented people around us that could help us on that journey of exploring paid more. Um, so those are things I think about, amongst other things, but um, those are some of the top of my Do you think ways. about
0: selling the business?
1: No. Not at this point. Not at all. I think there's a lot of runway. Mm. I mean, who knows? where the business will ultimately go. I do think that I have some great examples that I've looked to out there for ind- you know independent um, brands that have scaled and ultimately found the right partners for themselves. But I don't see that for us in the short to medium term. I think there's so much runway. I did a lot of research into um, the licensing side of things too. When I was starting to say that I didn't know when I launched a scarf, if I, am I going to sell five of these? Am I going to sell 50 of these? Right. Do I have potential to sell 500 of these? I, I really didn't yeah. know. So I didn't think it was fair for, that the artist would bear that risk, right? Like me as the business owner, I had to bear the risk. They, they're going to deliver their finished product, right? Which is beautiful, creative yeah. you know, artwork that they're providing for us. They've done their job. Now it's my job to sell it. Yeah. To market it and to sell it, so that onus is on me. So I just thought it would be more fair to pay them an agreed-upon lump sum up front, and then um, and then bear the risk and see where we landed. Um, but over time, as we become a more established brand and as we can have better, well, it's still very challenging, but we're getting better at having that visibility into okay, if we launch this scarf at this time of year. We think initially in the first few months we'll sell X to Y number of those scarves. You know, we could we could move to more of that like licensing model. I think it's we have flexibility built well, into you, the business. Well, if you end up
0: scaling the business like you're talking about, it, it's going to be a ha- will have been a better investment to buy it up front because now you're going to put it Depend- on toiletries right. and whatever right, 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 right. you know. And all of the different all things. the different things you know their rebuttal will be. But you're selling so much, and you'll say, yeah, but. I paid you up front. So, I mean, I think that ultimately it probably works out better the more you grow. Right. If you stay sort of at the level you're at, um, it might be better for you because it's less money up front. Um, the, 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 licensing model. Um, but hopefully, you know, you're talking about, right. you know, cause you're in year coming up on four. Yeah. You know, you're really moving to a different phase of the business. If you can step on the gas. That's right. That's right. And for
1: me, I think it's, it's a dynamic, you know, fluid discussion that we're having with the artists. But um, just to be clear, like I always want to do what's in their best interest and what's fair for them. Um, uh, the whole idea is to shine a spotlight onto them, on them, and to reward them for their creativity and their work. We don't want to, you know, in any yeah. way, be like taking advantage. Like everybody should be paid, you know, fairly for what they're contributing to the business. And there's market rates for what these artists deliver. So yeah. we got to be we got to be squarely within that market rate or and
0: and reward them for when they when they deliver well for us. Yeah. So, and in a way, yeah. you're you're being the good business person for people that aren't good business people. <laughs> you people are savvy. I think that I think I I don't know, maybe I oh, maybe good. I'm just
1: finding maybe I'm just connecting with artists that are like really commercially minded. I mean, oh, when good. you think about it, not every artist would maybe want to do something like this, right? Like they might just want to create their one-off piece, and then it would live as that one piece, right? As they yeah. might not want to have something that they create be produced, you know, hundreds of times. But the, the the artists that are finding us and that we're finding, they fall into that bucket of being very commercially oh, good. minded good. And, and wanting to get their name out
0: there and grow I'm their in. following. I'm right? in the art business, and I just find, you know there's extremes right like absolute epic most incredible marketers and business people <laughs> one of those and then all others and they're just not good they're good at defending their creativity not good at the the number so I like straight. hearing that because I think right. their product and their you know production is just like whatever we get paid for um, they're just not good at asking for it and I find like anybody who is a business person who doesn't ask for it doesn't deserve to get it either I mean, you got to be able to speak up and defend what you want. So if you are the voice to defend people, that's pretty awesome. But I do find that that is a big problem in the art space. Um, we've had a couple of really great artists on lately who have no problem with it. But equally, we run into many people that are just, you know, like I do it for the love of the art. And I'm like, well, okay, then don't complain about getting paid. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, yeah, of course. It's, um, it, it's a learned skill too, yeah, right? Yeah. Asking for money yeah. is a learned skill. Yep, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so if you haven't been in an environment where you've been exposed to that, or if you haven't been coached yeah. how to do that, it can be really very, challenging. Yeah, very really challenging. challenging. So um, it is a learned skill, and um, you can yeah. If you if you want to learn it, you can right. you can learn it. One of the things I speak a lot to about internally with my Um, with my SWAT team, with my team, and then also um, our PR team is that we have an opportunity I think to be the, as in like T-H-E, capital T-H-E, scarf brand. When you really break it down here in the US, if you wanted to buy a scarf, where would you go? I think immediately at the luxury end of the market, the first thing that most women would think about would be Hermes. Um, But after that, what else is there? It kind of It just falls off. If you want a unique, quality, beautiful product that falls in this category, where is your go-to stop? When you want a new pair of shoes, you probably have a short list of brands that you know and love that you go to. When you want a new handbag, you have your list of favorite brands that you go Mm. to. If you'd like a new pair of earrings, you, you probably have an array of brands that you go to. But if you're thinking, oh, I'd like a scarf, to wear with my new trench coat this spring or I'd like something really beautiful to pair with this new trouser, trouser suit I'm wearing to the office this fall. It's like outside of that connotation we have with Hermes, like, where do you go? And so nobody else has claimed that spot in the landscape. So why can't we? I feel like we're just ready to plant a flag and and to do it. Um, so the idea of selling is not something that's on my radar right now. Instead, I think a lot about what could we do to really grow and really try to do all we can to own this category. That's
0: awesome. I mean, it's just a uh so really raising money might be a more imminent kind of a getting a partner just to to have you know more eyes on it and more strategic growth
1: absolutely and i i value the idea of the partnership um a lot and i, I came from this world where Um, I worked in large-scale private equity and then uh, raising capital. And then ultimately, I ended up deploying capital and working with a couple of partners to invest in early-stage businesses. So I saw pre-revenue businesses all the way up to businesses that were, you know, worth billions of dollars. And I saw the partnership dynamics and how they can come into play if somebody's writing you a $25,000 check or somebody's writing you a $250 million check. Partnership dynamics are super uh, are super important. It's not yeah. just about the um, the term sheet, you know, that you're that you're subscribing to. So, when I think about taking in capital, I think about it not as just I need dollars, but like who would right. those right partners right. be? And as I've stated a couple times already, I came from a very different world, so everything that I've learned about building a consumer product oriented business, a woman's accessories business, you know, retail, uh, selling online, all of those things. It's been really um, a trial by fire kind of journey where I just Thought, I can figure this out and I'm really passionate and interested in it, so let me just dive in. But how lovely would it be now that we really have some there there to surround myself with people that have seen the movie before yeah, and could help us really take the business to the next level.
0: Yeah, well your your background is why you know everything is so premium and great. <laughs> I mean it's impressive what you've done in short order and I just ask the questions because because of your familiarity. Mm. Um, you'd be capable of raising money or selling, and mm-hmm. um, there are two different paths, but I love the growth path, that's exciting. Yeah,
1: why not? Where do people find you? Where do they find us? So,
0: well, first of all, if you'd love
1: to come experience DeSata in person, IRL, in, in real life, um, we're in Lake Forest, Illinois, uh, right in downtown Market Square, 266 Market Square. So, you can come see us there. Our website is shop h o p deseda D-E-S-E-D-A dot com. And the same for Instagram and Facebook. Shop Deseda.
0: Awesome. Thank yeah, you so much, Sarah. Thank
1: you. Thanks for the chat.